Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Lone Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC, John Coleman. Dio, what's popping? What are we talking about in today's episode? Well, if you looked at the number of bottles that you have lined up, we we have lined up yeah. as our centerpiece, mm-hmm. you would think we're throwing a party. Let's go, drink champs. Drink champs. You think we should bust this out at uh, Jackson's high school graduation party in a couple weeks? Oh, well, since you said it, I mean, are we allowed to drink? Yeah, you're allowed to drink. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're not allowed to give the teenagers alcohol. Well, that's what the teenagers think at graduation parties. You do know that, right? Mm, Not in my household. I have some umbrella insurance. I have an umbrella policy, but I don't have that. Real much. question for you: Has he partied yet? Has he got that out of his system in high school? Because you know, it's a hey, it's a steep wall if you haven't really partied in high school and you get to that first year of you know freshman semester. It can, John, you know. for the past eighteen years and six weeks, I've been his father. I have not been his friend. I've been his father. <laughs> so oh, I cannot answer that, nor do I want to know the question. Do my wife and I have our hunches? Yes, I'm sure he has I'm tasted alcohol. Sure. I'm, I'm just sure ma- he okay, has. That's what, I'm just making sure because yes. someone has to look out for him. But I'm pretty confident. No, he's not that kid that right. is like partying in high school mm-hmm. as if he's a sophomore in college. There's nothing wrong with that, by the way. <laughs> it depends <laughs> on who you talk to. Depends on where you were raised. That's right. the very European stance, John. Right, right. That's the European stance. No, so um. I, as a parent, I do worry about him going off to college and surviving He'll be fine, bro. the fall semester of freshman year. That's what I'm concerned about okay. the most. Okay. Once we get to the fall semester, then we get into the spring, I worry a little bit less. We can get through the freshman year, and he has a 3-0 or better, and he hasn't lost his scholarship. Hey, buddy. I think we're doing good. Good job. I think we're doing good. So, yes, there will be alcoholic beverages for the adults to partake in. But crazy story, my mom and dad uh, want to go on a cruise for Thanksgiving. Okay. We did this like six, seven years ago. My wife and I aren't huge cruise people, mm. but we know my parents enjoy it, and we know how much they loved being on a five-day cruise with my sister, her kids, our kids, etc. So we're going to do it again. Mm-hmm. Here's the difference. Six years ago, my kid was 12. Now he's, now he's going to be 18 where the drinking and gambling age. Let's go. He'll he'll be old enough. I do. I have to interject because as I was setting up the cameras, I did take a peek at your browser and I saw the cruise line that you're looking at. Please close that out. John. Close it out. It is the spirit of cruise lines. Do I, not book it. I get that. But John, you are a mama's boy. Yes or no? Yeah, of course. Okay, cool. So am I. Oh. So, so when your mother tells you this is the cruise that the family is taking. Then as a sales professional, I deflect and be like, I know you want this model, but what about this one? Truth be told, I did that. And did it work? I did it too late. <laughs> I did it too late. And she said, hey, unfortunately, her, her and my dad's deposit is non-refundable. And she did check one of the better cruise lines that you and I would be more accustomed Correct. to going on. And they're all sold out. We're going okay, Thanksgiving okay. week. Okay, it's fair enough. Fair enough, fair enough. But I'm, nonetheless, I, I, my my kid will be 18. Yeah. At which point he can roll dice with me. At which point I can legally bro, have a beer with him gonna... and feel less like dad and more like friend. Let's go. All yeah. Right. So that's part of the maturation process of parenting, I guess. Okay. Let's get. But through. that's that's the the liquor on here is more to celebrate today's topic. Yes. <laughs> or we may need it Whoa. to get through today's topic. Yes. Uh, it's less about um, the pending high school graduation that's coming up. Okay, but before, why don't you spit what today's topic is? Let's tease a little to, bit. How to stay 
motivated in a down market. Yes. Yes. That has been coming up meeting after meeting after meeting that I'm in. In fact, today's episode is brought to you by John Coleman. Oh, yeah. JC was like, Dio, man, when you get on these calls with the CEO and <laughs> and and with these other executives or you're in these closed door meetings with all the branch managers, what are y'all talking about? And I said, honestly, John, right now, the topic of conversation has been how do we motivate our people to go out and do their job? He's like, ding, ding, ding. That's what we should talk about today. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. So I'm like, cool. Yeah, let's spend the next 25, 30 minutes talking about that. Okay. But I think you had some housekeeping that you wanted to cover. No, you. You have, sounded like you wanted to interject because I because I got to do other stuff because life calls. But you know, I know we want to pimp out the next TLOP presents Learn, Earn, and Grow, a mortgage sales symposium hosted in Jacksonville. Yeah, coming look, up if soon. if you are a mortgage loan originator and you are looking to learn the strategies and tactics that are deployed by top producers. Mm -hmm. And if you're one of those people like John Coleman, where you say, hey, if it's free, it's for me. Hell yeah. And you can get to Jacksonville, Florida, or you're roundabout Jacksonville, Florida. I'm talking like you can pull from Daytona Beach mm. all the way into Valdosta, all the way over to Tallahassee, back down to Gainesville. All of that can feed into Duval. Word. Well played. Dustin. Right? So it's a free event. It's free because we have sponsors. Yep. Right? It's free because... I'm already going to be in Jacksonville speaking the day before at the MBA of Georgia's annual conference. So is my friend, Steve Richmond. Shout out, Steve. So Steve and I are like, look, we're already going to be in the Jacksonville market for the, it's called MBAG, MBA of Georgia, the MBAG mm -hmm. event, mm -hmm. which by the way, shout out to MBAG, totally looking forward to your event. If you're a Georgia mortgage professional and you're not a part of the MBA of Georgia, you need to, you need to. For this one reason, they throw one of the best annual conferences, period. It's always at the beach. Mm. Whether it's Destin, whether it's Ponte Vedra Inn, like they do it on the beach. Their conference ends at lunchtime, and then everyone goes to the beach together. Let's go. Literally. So you and I are going to be up there together. Yeah. We're going to actually uh, do some podcasting while we're up there. And I'm going to try to convince you to let us podcast on the beach. Yep. And if you tell me that we can't do that, then at least No, we'll find a way to get it done. Just got to protect Perfect. the equipment. So. Yeah, this event in Jacksonville is going to be on Tuesday because we speak on Monday. So we're going to do it on Tuesday. We're going to do it from 1130 to 3.30. We're going to do it at Landmark Title. So Landmark Title is one of the sponsors. Dan with Fiber Mortgage is one of the sponsors. Tom with Cross Country Mortgage is one of the sponsors. And the room holds up to 100 people. And this is a massive membership drive for the Mortgage Bankers Association of Jacksonville. And you know how much I love me some MBA. Mm -hmm. So loan officers, you're not going to want to miss this event on Tuesday, the 23rd of May. If you want the details, if you want to RSVP, go to our website, mm -hmm. theloanofficerpodcast.com. Or if that's too much for you, we prefer you to go to tloponline.com. Same exact website, just two different ways of getting there. And when you go on the website, you'll see on the right-hand side where we are announcing the event. You can click to register. But if you register, we have one ask and one ask only bro show up show the f up Tired there's nothing shit. worse than saying yes i'll be there and then not showing up because you not showing up a we had to plan for how many seats how much food to buy mm -hmm. and you probably kept someone else from being able to come no fun so it's like the polite respectful thing to do if you're going to say yes then show up because if you don't then here's what we learned we'll start charging for these events uh-oh Literally, I'll charge and send the money to charity. Hell yeah. Because I have learned if you have some skin in the game, you're going to show up. Mm -hmm. And we want people there. The event is about networking. It's about being one with your 
with with your your industry. It's about learning from others who are in the trenches with you, succeeding at a very high level. Well, it dovetails nicely into our subject matter of today because if you've been feeling down, it's a great event to go to to help you pick up your spirits. It is. It is. So, like, let's get into today's topic, right? Like, how do we, as sales professionals, entrepreneurs, licensed mortgage loan originators, realtors, financial advisors, you name that industry that has a down market, how do we stay motivated? So I shared the story today on a call that I had in a board meeting behind closed doors <laughs> yeah. on a Zoom actually. So I had to close my door and hop on Zoom. Yeah. And the analogy I had, and for those that tune in frequently, you, you hear me talk about my training and my exercise routine and um, you know, doing half Ironmans, maybe one day I'll do a full Ironman today. They're trying to talk me into going to New Zealand with them next year. Yo, I'd do that. But only if you do the full Ironman. Just steal someone's bib. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. And I was like, you know what's interesting? So the first race I ever did was last year. I uh, did it up in Wilmington, North Carolina. And I trained for 16 weeks, pretty focused, hardcore training. But I was already in shape, right? I had already run a couple half marathons. Mm -hmm. And I had been training pretty consistently for the, the previous year or two, but I trained my butt off for 16 consecutive weeks in order to prepare for this, what ended up being five hour and 58 minute race. And the night before I'm getting ready to go to bed, I'm getting all my stuff out. And I look in my racer's bag, like you go mm -hmm. to pick up your, your bib and all your gear and everything else, the swag they give you. And some volunteers had written notes. Now they wrote notes to strangers, but one of the notes that was put placed in my bag randomly literally said something along the lines of, have no fear, tomorrow's your victory lap. And that really resonated, like still today, have no fear, tomorrow's your victory lap. Basically telling me, you worked your ass off, Dustin, for 16 weeks. Tomorrow, it's gonna go fantastic because you are prepared. You put in the work. So I was like, hmm, how does that correlate to what we're experiencing right now? And let's choose mortgage specifically. Mortgage specifically, here's what I can tell you all. Here we are in the beginning of May, 2023. It's been pretty freaking slow since about September. We have been in a recession, housing related, since September. That is September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May. That's nine months. Hmm. We are slowly crawling and digging our way out of this, right? We see every single week where applications are going up, new inventory is hitting the market, maybe rates will start sliding back down, all positive in order to pull us out of this housing recession that we've been in. But it's not going to just be like overnight. So like, how do we stay motivated? How do we stay positive? Well, I go back to that story and that note about it's my victory lap. Well, I'm going to have a victory lap as a mortgage professional or as a realtor coming up. That victory lap could be as soon as August. That victory lap may push in to March of next year. That victory lap is only going to be a victory lap if I'm trained, if I'm prepared, if I was getting up in the morning and doing and putting in work, if I was consuming the right nutrients to put into my body, I'm going to be ready to capitalize. So sometimes the motivation you need is just setting a date and then training for that date, not being so focused on how was my run today? 
How fast did I swim today? How quick was I on that 30 mile bike ride today? Or could I even do 30 miles? No, I couldn't do 30 miles in the beginning. I sucked at swimming in the beginning. My runs were super slow in the beginning, but I wasn't focused on that. I had a date in mind. My date was October of whatever last year was. I started training in June or July. Right now as a sales professional, pick that date. And I'm gonna tell you, pick August. Pick August and say, look, I'm literally gonna get up every single day. I'm gonna put on my uniform. I'm gonna go to work. I'm gonna consume the right nutrients. For that, it's, it's training calls, product development calls, hiring a coach, being part of a coaching program, just showing up and putting in work. I'm less focused on my results in terms of like my time, my speed, in the loan officer world, my units and my volume. Less focused on that. I get it that I'm training for something and that is in August, because here's what I don't want to have, have, have happen. I don't want to get to August and all of a sudden I turn around and I'm like, oh my gosh, things are noticeably better right now than they were just in April and superiorly better than they were in January. But crap, I've kind of done nothing the past six or nine months. Oh shit, let me get in shape right now instantly. Correct. Yeah, it'd be like signing up for a half marathon, half Ironman, or for some of y'all, a freaking 5K, mm -hmm. and have never left the couch. That winter weather gave y'all some spring rolls. Yeah, imagine how that would go. Like, again, funny story, using the same analogy, one of my best friends, Joey, and I, who Joey trains um, more running than anything, we signed up to do like a 15K. This was right before COVID, right? So three years ago. And we convinced our three other buddies to run the race with us. But mm -hmm. there was a 5K going on. Mm -hmm. He and I were going to do a 15K, which is 9.3 miles. They're going to do 3.1 mile. Super long story short, those three dudes who hadn't trained, just showed up, were sore, were huffing and puffing. Their times were terrible. <laughs> One of the worst experiences of their life. Never do it again. Yeah, where Joey and I were literally sucking down bottomless mimosas by 8.30 that morning because mm -hmm. we had trained and had crushed our race. What I'm trying to convince these mortgage loan originators to do, don't get to August and then try to run a race because you're going to fail, because you're going to be sore, because you're going to be winded, because your time's going to suck. Right, You need to be putting in work now, training now, so that when you do get to August, you're like, holy shit, I'm getting 40, 50 leads a month? Where'd this come from? I'm closing six, eight, 12 transactions. I'm doing two, three, four million dollars in volume. I'm making 30, 40, 50 grand a month? Holy shit. What? Yes, but it didn't just happen overnight. You couldn't just wake up and go run that race. You had to prepare for it. So what I'm gonna encourage you to do Pick a date. For me, in the mortgage loan, origin, uh, mortgage loan origination world or the real estate world, my date is August, the month of August. And I understand I may get to August. By the way, this happened to me. And my race got quote unquote canceled. <laughs> right? I was signed up for not one, but two half marathons. Mm -hmm. Both got canceled due to COVID. And these are like fun ones, like going to Nashville, mm -hmm. me and Joey, guys weekend. Huh? COVID happened, right? They wouldn't let us travel. They, they canceled the race. Well, you may get to August and say, God, dog it. Man, this slow climb towards normalcy is taking a lot longer than we thought, mm -hmm. right? 
maybe you have exterior things or external things happening that we can't control. Federal Reserve, Congress not passing uh, budgets and, and debt limit increases, banks failing, our pets' heads are falling off. Like, you know, things that you can't control, August might not be it. Cool. But if you can mentally put in the work to get to August, and worst case, we're wrong. I think I'm going to be right. I think I have a good odds of me being right. But if I'm not right, which happens from time to time, then you just have to pick a new due date. Just pick a new date, right? Spend two or three days being pissed off, right? Grab six bottles like we have sitting on top of uh, our centerpiece right now and drink one of them over the weekend. Whatever floats your boat, fits your fancy. But then just pick a new date and say, all right, cool. Well, we're already in August, now it's September, so I have to go September, October, November, December, January, February. I gotta go six more months of training for my next quote unquote race. That race is, is at that point, if it didn't happen in August, mm -hmm. it will happen in March. But what you've been able to do is mentally psych yourself up as well as psych yourself out that by putting dates out there that are tangible dates that make sense, Right? We're not just throwing shit against the wall to see what sticks. We're not pulling something out of our ass and be like, yeah, this sounds good. No, like based on technical data and based on trends that are currently happening, we can follow the patterns mm -hmm. and we can make projections based on this data saying, yeah, the odds are in our favor that June will be better than April, just like April was better than January. August will be better than June. And quite honestly, this October, November, December should and could be better than last October, November, December. It's still going to be October, November, December. That's still not a great quarter for housing and mortgage real estate. But I do know every single year, like clockwork, when we get into February, March, the greatest lead months of the year are right then. We start closing really good volume in March and then it ticks up April, May, June, July, August, and it peaks. So I'm telling you right now, if you want to stay motivated in a down market, it starts with your mindset and it starts with you picking dates on the calendar that you're going to work towards. Nothing matters besides your training. And to me, training is getting up, putting on your workout clothes. For me, my workout clothes are slacks, a belt, dress shoes, a polo, or a button down sometimes a blazer or a sports coat, right? Because I'm training to be a business professional. I'm training to be a, a salesman. I need to go to the networking functions. I need to dominate the ones. If you don't know what dominate the ones means, you should A, find that podcast episode and B, go to tlopponline.com because we have a spreadsheet called dominate the ones and you should follow it. But just work on the things you can control, which are the basics. Don't let the outside noise impact or or uh, interfere with your headspace, and push along. Damn, if you're not motivated, if you're not motivated by that, I don't. You don't have a pulse. Maybe I don't know. That was good. That was a good one, Dustin. But I, I think that's what you have to do. There's there is no secret pill, right? There is no secret sauce. Like, sure, try to make it fun. Here's something that that we're gonna do with our sales team mm -hmm. next week. They don't even know this yet. Um, and the good news is, is you're not dropping this episode for like another <laughs> we, week. We, yeah, so so, um, so th moves. they'll hear this after it's already been announced. 
we've never done this. 15 years of running our sales organization, we have never done a call-a-thon. Okay. We're going to do a call-a-thon. Like? We're going to get every loan officer to come to work. Oh, go figure. shit. What? Motivate you to do your job? Yeah. <laughs> hey, let's come to work. Okay. We're going to have not just any pizzas. Not not garbage pizza like Little Caesars. Okay. Not even Marco's pizza that I do say, like. Yeah, I was about to say. Like, they're like, no, better than Marco's. But nobody asked me what pizza because I'm the pizza king, but go ahead. Okay, well, you should go. There's plenty of time to go. Uh, you only be here for it. You'll be on vacation. Well, well, I can still, okay. Okay, but you can still offer your, your expertise, expertise. But go ahead. Okay. But we're going to bring a pizza. Okay. And we are going to have everyone come in and make their calls. Sm I'm not telling them how many. I don't care if it's 10. I don't care if it's 50. But as leaders, you know what I'm going to do? It's going to be make so fun. Make calls to? I'm going to make a call for you. Who do you want me to call, John? You want me to call a past client? You want me to call a realtor? What? Huh? Like what do you, who do you want me to call? You want me to call a TBD, John? Free phone a friend. Yeah. No, hey, I, I'll play along. Like, I will literally make a call for you. Sometimes I've had loan officers say, hey, Dio, will you just call one of my realtors and thank them? Mm. I'm like, hell yes. As your sales leader, I would do that for you. Hey, sales leaders, tuned in. Y'all need to be doing this. You should, on behalf of your sales team, pick up the phone monthly. Call two or three of their better clients or better referral sources and just thank them. Hey, I so appreciate the fact that you trust John with your clients. Or you that you you prefer to use John and and I trust that John's taking care of you. Look, I had no other reason to call you besides to say thank you. Like, I, it's the yeah. easiest phone call to make. So I'm gonna be going around doing that mm -hmm. and I'm gonna bring in my block rocker. Okay. Like we don't have any tailgates going on, football season still months away. Yeah. But I'm gonna bring in my block rocker. Okay. And as people get out of the elevator, because we're up on the sixth floor, yeah. I'm gonna be posted up in the lobby just jamming my favorite tunes. Drinking shots. Shot, 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 shot. No, shots. actual liquor shot. Oh, this is a work event. It's a work event. Oh, I got you. Yeah. When we were smaller, we could pull pull that away. We're too big now. Uh, I'm just telling you. Yeah. I mean, maybe <laughs> HR's called me. Maybe HR, we've had that listen, HR is just there to protect those that, you know, really need it. But and then finally, you know what we're going to do? Because we want to make it fun. Like, mm -hmm. hey, I'm trying to convince you, John, to come do your job. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to motivate you. As if that big fat paycheck that you get when you actually close a loan yeah. or two wasn't enough. I need more. Let me make it. So, yeah, we're going to have music. Uh, the leadership team is going to get involved in the calls. Mm -hmm. We're going to do a pizza party. And at the end, we're going to celebrate. Who had... The worst call. Uh-oh. And we're probably going to give away some cash. What? And then who had the best call? And probably give away even more cash. And nope, same amount of cash. Yeah, we want, look, we're in sales. You guys, you got to count your nose. When you're told to go F off or when, yeah. when, 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 you're, when you're told, oh, yeah, I have someone for you to call, Scooby-Doo. His number is 911, ha, ha, ha. 407-696-9669. Like, okay, cool. All right, I'll call Barney Rubble. You know, like I'll, I'll be your Huckleberry, yeah. but yeah. So like, we want to celebrate that because you can't put funny. Like, you gotta get fun with nah, it, right? You need to secretly, you, you gotta secretly record the calls like you did in the call center, so you can play it back to them and sit down and be like, "Well, this is where you drop the ball." You know what? We don't do that in the mortgage industry unless you work consumer direct. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, we don't do that. If we did do that, Bro, I promise you, you could catch. So you could. No, people would be so much better at their job. I know. They would be so much better. But no, for the most part, many of us, we have 100% commission salespeople. Whether they're W-2 or 1099, they're still 100% commission. So before, because of that, they're empowered to 
to be very entrepreneurial. Mm -hmm. And it makes it difficult, or leaders make it difficult for themselves to hold those people more accountable. I think they want to be held accountable. It's kind of like a um, having children. Like we're watching this uh, TV show right now on Apple. I was just telling you about it. It's called. Um, you told me, and I forgot. Yeah. I'm not an Apple TV guy. It's uh, it's uh, shrinking. Yeah. It's called shrinking. Really good, by the way. Uh, like Ted Lasso, good. And anyhow. Um, there's a part with his teenage daughter, the the lead character's teenage daughter, where his therapist said she wants you to discipline her. She wants it. She'll respect you if you do it. He was all afraid to discipline his daughter for something bad that she did. Mm -hmm. And um, of course, the therapist was right. Of course, the daughter hated being punished, but respected her father without her words, but in her heart and soul respected her mm -hmm. father for his punishment. I do believe that most sales professionals, even if they are 100% commission, I think they crave accountability. I just think their leaders, me included, are too weak ah. to actually do it. I have a good question. We're afraid yeah. of the unknown. Do you think uh, the reason why a lot of people are down, like downtrodden is because of the the higher level leadership in the mortgage industry not doing some of the things you're doing? So everybody's kind of in this rut, so to speak. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it's, it's also easy. Like it's easy to get in a rut when like at the end of the day, there's just not enough homes on the market for the buyers who want to buy them. And then the buyers who do want to buy them are still having a little bit of a knee jerk reaction to rates going from three to six, basically overnight and staying there. They actually went from three to seven mm -hmm. and then they've fallen back into the sixes. We need them to come back down in the fives. And according to our friend over at MBS Highway, Barry Habib, they will. Mm -hmm. May 10th is the date. Now they're not going to go down on May 10th, but May 10th is when we're going to start seeing them Tick down. Yeah, tick down as we continue to get less favorable economic news, as we continue to, to receive positive inflation news. Positive inflation means means it's oh, going down. Right. Uh, negative economic news means, hey, we're going into a recession. All of this will bode well for housing and mortgage rates, believe it or not. Housing has been in a recession since September. The rest of the country already is in a recession or is currently going in one. Mm -hmm. We'll be coming out of it as they're going into it. We will be what pulls them out. Um, so we have to stay motivated to get us through that. And no, I, I think it's easy for people to get down because they're like, look, I, I, I went hard for like three weeks and Bruh. nothing happened. Right. I went, it's like someone saying like, oh yeah, man, I followed a healthy diet for like two weeks. And I went to the gym every day and I went up one pound. I don't see no results. Yeah, it's like, well, it doesn't work that way. Like you didn't get fat and out of shape in two weeks. You're not gonna get in shape mm -hmm. and lose weight in two weeks. Give yourself 12, give yourself 36. Sometimes you have to give yourself 52, depends on how big and out of shape right. you're in or what type of shape you're trying to get in. If I wanna go do an Ironman, not a half, mm -hmm. a full freaking Ironman, it's a 12 plus hour competition. Mm -hmm. I am currently not in shape to do that. Nope. I would have to train solidly for about an additional 36 weeks from where I am today. What? That's like a year. 36 weeks from where I am today is what I'd have to do. Nope. Right? So imagine if you were in worse shape than <laughs> I, I am know, yeah. and you wanted to do a, a, a full Ironman, it may take two years. Yeah. That's so true. think about that from a business standpoint and try, try to correlate it. Yes, you may have gone hard for three weeks, maybe even for 30 days. And boo-hoo, shit didn't go your way. Suck it up, buttercup, right? We're asking you to train a little bit longer, mm -hmm. more persistence, more consistent. You got it in you. 
right? You just need to set a date and march towards that date. And your date should not be any earlier than August 31st. Mm -hmm. And if that date doesn't work, then you already know, cool, I'm going to kick that thing back out six more months. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to last till spring break. Let's go. Let's uh, we'll, go. we'll end the episode on this question. Okay. Um, can you share with the audience the toughest month you ever had as a mortgage loan originator? Was it like, can you think back to it? Like, was it in 07? Was it in 08? Can you share with like, hey, I had a month where just shit, nothing was working. I did this, this, and this, and maybe help give them some perspective and navigation on that. That's an awesome question, John, because obviously all of the first two years was a struggle for me. Right. Yeah, you can't. Like all of the first two years. <laughs> I didn't close a loan for four months. Then I closed one. Then I blanked two months. Then I closed three. Then I blanked a month. Like mm -hmm. that first two years was rough. Mm-hmm. That being said, there's two months that really stand out, really, really, really stand out. Um, and one was we weren't even like underwriting in-house or funding our own loans, right? So this is how, how back in the day this was. And I used to have to send my loans off to the investor. The investor would underwrite it. The investor would then fund it. Mm -hmm. And I had multiple investors I could send loans to. Well, I chose this one investor because they had amazing pricing. I'm like, hell yeah. I'm gonna get a fat commission and I'm gonna get my, my client the best interest rate. And before I did, I checked, hey, how long is this investor taking to underwrite files? And their website had said, we're underwriting files from Monday. And today was like Wednesday. I'm like, sweet, they're two days in underwriting. The problem is this investor dropped their rates to below market. I wasn't the only mortgage professional who noticed that. Mm -hmm. They got such an influx of business, they weren't geared or set up or staffed appropriately to uh, underwrite it, yeah. fund it, yeah. et cetera, 19 days. Nine. What, but the whole time I would have clients and realtors calling me, hey, are we, are we gonna close on time? I'm like, well, the website says they're, they're doing it from this date. It would stay on that date for like five or six days. Damn. None of us knew, it was such a floating target. That particular, story made me want to quit the mortgage business. I may have easily packed up my entire office, put it in the back of my car, and I was going to go somewhere. Didn't know where, didn't have any other opportunities, but I, was not, I wasn't going to do this anymore. Not today. Not today. <laughs> yeah. Like that was, that was the time that my two business partners had to call our friend who at the time was taking a sabbatical from working. And they're like, dude, come pick him up, get him out of the office, wherever you got to go, buy him a beer, take him to play poker, Something, somewhere yeah. out of here. So that stands out. And then there was a time where, um, yeah, I ran through my savings, right? It was the last type of like really slow period. Mm -hmm. Ran through my savings. Um, I knew I needed to like net $5,400 in order to like, you know, pay all of our bills. Mm -hmm. And uh, my wife said, hey, what are we gonna do? Like, I, I got three loans. She goes, how much commission are you making on these? And you know, at the time, Average loan amount was like 135,000. Mm -hmm. So I was like, if all three of them close, like after taxes, mm -hmm. we'll be right around five grand or so. And she said, what if they don't? I'm like, man, I don't know. Didn't know. Guess I'm gonna call my dad. Literally, like at that point, yeah. I didn't have any quit in me. Yeah. I'm like, like I've, I had already packed my shit, mm -hmm. you know, thought I was gonna quit and decided that's a dumb move. And um, thank God it did. Like all three, all, all three, all three closed. Thank God. And I swear to you, it was August of probably 2009. It turned, it turned. Mm -hmm. 
And I, I think I made $117,000 that year, but I made 87,000 in the last five months of the year. Damn. Right. So like I had gone through seven months making roughly $40,000, which 40,000 divided by seven uh, was roughly, if I do my math right here, John, what is that? She like look at me. a little bit over five grand a month. Mm -hmm. uh, but after taxes below five grand and I had to, I needed 5,400 net, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like after, you yeah, know, benefits, yeah. after payroll taxes. So whatever the, the, the case was, I was like, Phew. and then after that, it was like, it was all out. It was all, yeah. Like literally it was all out. One other time was 2018. Didn't have anywhere near one month. That year stands out because that year I grew a lot as a leader, a lot as a business owner, because that was the first year that things because things had gone, had gone really well, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, all the way to 18. And all of a sudden, 18 uh -oh. was like, breaks on. 18 was half as bad as the past nine months have been. Half as bad. Maybe a third. Mm -hmm. But what's going on right now is nowhere as bad as we had it in eight, eight and nine, which really started in seven and really ended uh, third quarter of nine. Right? So we had it for two and a half years, y'all. Right now, we have it for nine, maybe 12 months. More and we're story. already nine months into it. So we're already nine months into it. Moral so. of the story is you can get to August, just like he said. You can. You can get to August. So, John, I know you have to run. You're teaching a group of realtors, what, social media? Yeah, Reels for Realtors. You can Reels for Realtors. You're welcome, social media. Nice. So you have to hop on the road. You have to go meet one of our producing branch managers. Shout out Eric Putt. He was a featured guest on this episode. He if was. You have construction oh to burn. I know he forgot. That was like episode <laughs> 23 like, or something. Yeah, I was going to say, like the, the lost episodes. <laughs> We should he was call a part it the of the lost, lost episode. episode. That's funny. Anything prior to episode forty-one, the lost, lost episode. That'd be yeah. Funny. yeah, no. Well, no. Thank you for your time today, no, John. No, thank I you, Dustin. It. No, thank. I appreciate you, Dustin. Yeah, and I hope you all in the audience got something out of this. And look, if you have someone who needs to hear this message, bro, send it. Yes, do them the solid and say, hey, y'all need to tune into this. And by the way, thank you in advance for doing so. And if the person hasn't been tuning in, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Hey, we're the best kept secret out there, but. Don't keep us a secret. Mm -hmm. We're trying to go places. Going places. All right. Well, his name is John Coleman. My name is Dustin Owen. You've just tuned in to Loan Officer Podcast. That is all the time we have for you today. And we look forward to catching you in the next episode. Bye.